podcasting does not have to be a solo endeavor. It can be a community, which we know through groups like this. So don't try to do it all yourself. Well, hey, friends, welcome back to The Christian Podcaster. This is the show, for the official podcast of Christian Podcasters Association. I'm your host, as always, Eric Nevins. I'm super glad that you are here. Delighted, in fact, that you're here because it means you're probably a Christian podcaster of some kind, whether you're a podcaster who has a business and you're using your podcast to help drive your business or you're a Christian who just felt something on your heart and you really needed to share it and you've got a podcast and they're kind of wondering, Hey, where's the next steps? Guess what? That's what Christian podcasters association is for. We help you do all of that. Uh, many of you are already in the Facebook group at, uh, if you just go to Christian, go to Facebook, search Christian podcasters association. It's free. You, that's where you can get, uh, connected to everything that we do, including our memberships and all that kind of stuff as well. We have a really great conversation today. I want to ask you though, we've been asking the question, how long does it take you to do your podcast? Take some time, right? To get all the, do all the work, do all the things that go into it, whether you're preparing, whether you are, you're actually doing like an interview or a monologue, uh, all the post-production work, show notes and artwork and um, production, all those kinds of things. Take some time, particularly if you're a little bit of a perfectionist like me. I like to have it just so. And it took me a while to really figure out my thing. Well, so wouldn't it be nice if you could get some help with that, if you could get a little bit of uh, figure out how to do that. And, you know, maybe you've thought about getting a VA and you feel like maybe it's a little bit too expensive or is that something even... I could do, or maybe there's a mental shift you have to make to do that. We're going to talk about all that today. So our guest today, we got two guests. I'm going to bring them in here. Uh, our guest, Jin Yuren, is a mompreneur with a passion for systems, workflows, and simplifying. She's great at this, and she's also been a friend for a long time. So Jen, welcome to the show. I'm glad you're here. And Kelly Van Hoveln uh, is a social media VA turned coach and strategist who truly believes it's possible to grow a simple streamlined and profitable business. Kelly, welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm glad to have you. Uh, together, They, Jen and Kelly started the Podcast VA Association, and they do some cool things there. They train and certify podcast VAs, and I'm excited to actually have them uh, share with us that story. So guys, welcome to the show. And uh, I want to have you tell us a little bit about some of your experiences with podcasting and then when you knew like you needed help and you were going to have to figure this whole thing out. Yeah, well, um, Kelly and I have both had our, we both have our, had our own podcasts. Um, we actually went to Podcast Movement together a couple of years ago and that's when hers got started. I had uh, just started mine and for me, I know that um, I was loving learning all the things. I was loving getting the episodes done. And then there mine. was a shift where and I was now needing to get things done and do more of it, get the social media, all these things out there. And it was when I hit that tipping point of trying to stay current, get it out, do the, the things I wanted to do. That's when I knew that I needed help. And, um, and so that leads into how things got started. But Kelly, if you want to talk about your podcast and how you 
knew you needed help, that would be great too. Yeah, absolutely. It was very similar. I'm very much someone who loves the creative process, the recording, the interviewing, the talking to the guests. And I had this backlog of episodes that needed to get published. And I just really, really couldn't get them out on time. And I started, you know, going from weekly episodes to then twice a month to then suddenly I was very sporadic. And I was like, I, this is ridiculous. I've got to get some help. So yeah, when the fun got replaced with dread. <laughs> oh, that's good. I love that. Cause I can relate to that actually. There's a time when you go, I just, I can't get it done. There's a little bit of, um, grit that it takes, right. To be a podcaster, you got to show up and just get through, but sometimes you, you just can't and you need to, you need to, and you have other things, right. You're business owners, both of you. So you've got other things to do and those things make money. And so sometimes they get prioritized over, over other stuff. Right. All right. So then you guys started the podcast VA association. Take us into that conversation that the two of you had when you were, when you were, you know, trying to decide like how to do this and, and, where the bright idea came yeah, from. Yeah, well, when I knew I needed help, I started asking in Christian Podcasters Association, hey, where, who's who's your podcast VA and where did you find them? And I felt that I got one of two answers. It was either, well, I hired my sister and I taught her how to help me, or it was, I don't know, but when you find someone, let me know because I'm looking too. And so I, I was, I couldn't find one that already knew how to do it. So I went over to some VA groups and I said, here's what I'm looking for. Who has this experience? And I was inundated with, I don't have experience, but I'm a quick learner. I can help you. I can do this. And there were like a hundred responses. So it was just too much to, to weed through. And at the time, Kelly and I were in um, a mastermind with a couple other gals and I was sharing this. I'm like, you know, really somebody just needs to train VAs so that they can help podcasters and then have a directory so podcasters can find them. And they were like, so do it. And Kelly was like, can I do it with you? <laughs> and I said, absolutely. Cause she is, she is amazing with marketing. So that's kind of the short, the short version of how the idea came and how it got started. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Um, partly because I think this is one of those things that all entrepreneurs can relate to that it was like, Hey, I saw a problem and then I, I wanted to solve it and I kind of knew how to solve it. But I was like, or maybe even you didn't and you're like, I'm just going to go do it. Right. I'm going to go, go make that thing happen. I love it. Okay. So that was, that's interesting. All right. So here's what I want to do. We've got a couple of, we've got, uh, you know, we, we were talking a little bit earlier about all the time that it takes to do your podcast and, and do the things. Um, what are some signs that it's time to get help with your show with, for, for somebody? Kelly, you want to like, what do you, what do you see most often with people who are kind of struggling and they need to get some help? Yeah. Yeah. I think the big thing is, like I said earlier, when it stops being fun and starts feeling like this thing hanging over your head. Um, and mm-hmm. I know some of you know the term pod fade, right? When your show is at risk of pod fade, where it, you're getting to the point that you can't get the episodes out or you don't, you don't get them out as well as you could or on time, you know, it starts getting pushed further and further and further. That's really the thing that we don't want to happen to people's shows. We know that you've put all this time and energy and love into whatever it is your show is and don't want that to happen. I would say one other good indicator that it's time to hire help is when 
you know, or you just have this gut feeling that there's someone else who can do the stuff you're doing and probably do it more efficiently than what you can do it because they know how to do it better. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So this brings up the idea of zone of genius, Mm -hmm. right? Which I'm really a big fan of. Um, and I'm only just starting to learn how to do this in my business, but there's, there are some things that you may not be gifted at. Right. And so if you're doing, you talked about earlier, the fun part when you're, if you're enjoying the creative pieces, I still do my, my own art because that's actually one of my favorite parts in Canva is I have a template, but I get to pick a picture every single time. So I might keep doing that, but there's, there's, there's the creative side versus sort of a production side, right? And some people are really great at the production Mm -hmm. side. Um, okay. So maybe when you start to notice those differences is one of those things, times when you could do that. So, okay, here's the other thing. I am a little bit of a control freak, like a little bit of a, like, I want things to be a certain way, my way, which is maybe a character flaw. We could talk about that some other time. Um, but the, there's this sort of mentality some people have with their art, right? Uh, so that it's theirs. It's kind of a creative expression. Okay. So what would you say to them about the idea of maybe letting other people do part of your work on your podcast? Mm-hmm. Who, who wants to take that one? Jen, do you want yeah, to take I'll that Jen one? Jen should take that one because she definitely coached me through this process. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, I'd Great. Say first, you have to define what is that creative expression. You just did that. I like making the Canva images. Mm. And so, you know, do you like the social media posting? Do you like the, you know, uploading of the files? Do you like the show note creation? What is it that you enjoy and what is it that you dread? And I think that's the first place to start. But that does not mean that you give up control. So we think that when we hire someone to help that they and that they do it, we forget that there's a spectrum. So you can build in checks and balances so that maybe they they write the show notes and you review them before they're published. So it's not this I've let go and suddenly there's show notes out there on my show and I, I didn't like them at all. Um, that's where there's a little bit of a back and forth that you can come up with where you're comfortable so that you can let go of the parts you don't like, have the influence over it so it's still your show, your expression of yourself but you're just doing the parts that are, are life-giving instead of all of it. Yeah. I like that. Doing the parts that are life-giving. I like that. Okay. Now here's another, this raises another issue for me because I know that particularly whether we're business owners or not as a podcast, you should maybe think of your podcast as a business in a certain, in a certain way uh, because that just changes your mindset a little bit, I think. Um, So, there's a difference between what I'm going to call production mode and growth mode, right? So there's one thing when you're doing all the things for your show every week, and there's probably a time for that. I think everybody should do all the things on your show for your first hundred episodes. And just, just to make sure you know exactly how that works, but that, um, and that's, that's just a generalization. That's what I would tell people, but that, but that, um, well, once you know, once you know that, right, you, you're unfamiliar with the process of production mode, to, to go into growth mode, there's other things that you need to have time to do, right? Do you guys, how do you think about that difference between like the production stuff versus the growth stuff? Well, I can take this one. So one of the things, ooh, I can come at this from so many angles. Goodness gracious. So when I Take think, them all. It's all right. We got time. 
the way we train VAs within the association is we train them in the concepts and the best practices that it takes to get a podcast episode produced, right? We don't train them with every single podcast host that's out there. We don't go into deep dives on how to set up a social media strategy or you know, the particulars for your specific show. So there's a lot of room, and this kind of ties back to that last question. There's a lot of room for going into the specifics of your show, making sure your fingerprint is in it. And it's not just this formulaic thing that the VA is doing because we taught them how to do it. So then with that said, they come into your podcast and they know how to run a podcast And you can help them figure out and they can help you figure out often, it's a teamwork for sure, which are the tasks that you, like Jen talked about, you want to delegate, but which of the ones are the most important for your show's growth? Different shows, because of their different formats or the different places they are in business, need different things at different points in time. Maybe it's that you need a hard push on social media to get listeners and that's your growth focus. If you hire a VA whose focus is social media, they'll help you grow on social media. Maybe you want to do a growth strategy where you're getting these like um, bucket list guests, these like dream guests. Maybe then you look for a VA who's got the ability and the desire to reach out with these amazing pitches that get you these dream guests that get you in front of their audiences and you grow your show that way. So there's so many different ways you can tackle growth mode and finding the right team member is so key for making that happen. Yeah. Okay. That's really interesting. I didn't consider that piece that, Hey, there's different people who are specialized in different things and you don't have to, not all VAs are the same, I guess is what you're saying. Right. Right. And I would add to that, that production mode is kind of reactive. I got to get this out. I got to do this deadline where growth mode is proactive and, and you're looking ahead. And so when you're doing it all yourself, it is so easy to get into that, you know, production mode and just react as opposed to that growth mode and plan. And, and you do need, often you need someone else alongside you for that. Right. Absolutely. I think that's the thing. Um, as an, as an entrepreneur, like I think there's a time when we have to, we have like, you can't work is it's, it's, people talk about the work working in your business versus on yeah. your business. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's kind of the same thing with your podcast working in it versus on mm-hmm. it. Um, I love that. Okay. All right. So you mentioned uh, Kelly, you mentioned like, um, sort you guys certify VAs and you, you do that. So, and you train them what's the value like of, of a trained, like if I find a trained and certified VA, what's the value in that for, let's say my show. Are you asking that to Kelly? <laughs> That's what that- I am. Yeah, yeah. go ahead. Um, I was going to say priceless, <laughs> but <laughs> nice. truly it depends, you know, also- it's so customized again to your show and it's so hard to put a value on that. I mean, we could put the dollar amount that you're paying to hire someone to work for you the eight or 10 hours a month, or we could talk about the ROI of just having the brain space back to visualize and daydream about where your show could go and having the time to work on some of those bigger, bigger projects. I mean, we could take that in a hundred directions, hundred directions, getting your health back because you're no longer burned out. Right. (laughs) Absolutely. Well, okay. So, but that's, 
perfect. That's exactly what I'm, what I'm thinking about, right? Is there so many things that you may not think about that are valuable to you? Uh, in addition to just getting time back and brain space back, mm -hmm. there's also, um, I also think you have more time and ability to make the impact that you want to make with your listeners, right? So maybe you have somebody doing more pro production stuff. You can build a community, right? So there's, there's things like that that you could do that actually makes a, maybe a bigger impact, right? Or throughout the, inter the uh, you know, the internet. And I would say I have a very, what I think is kind of a unique view, but I think uh, with our shows for Christian podcasters, we can't think of them just as having a, um, the, a right now impact, right? Like we have to think about them in terms of a historical impact. I think about this all the time. I'm reading a book about the impact of the reformation, right? This thing has some of, some of the, I'm sorry, I'm going to preach for just a second, but so, some of the, um, ideas that came about in the reformation you and I still live with, right? We still have, we still have some of those, some of those kinds of things. I think that some of the things that you produce in your podcast, some of the stuff that you create influences another person and may create a movement and may, may become bigger, even if you never see it, uh, is going to have an impact. I think I, I just believe the Lord wants to use what we're doing with our content for a long time. So whether you're, whether anybody's listening to your show, 500 years from now, they may be dealing with the ideas that you started to talk about. Right. So it actually is really important to think about your show in a way that isn't just myopic for this particular episode. Right. So I, that's how I think about it because I'm always kind of looking maybe way too far down. All right. Yeah. So that's, the, but that's where I think there's room. Mm -hmm. And I would, did you want to add to that? I was gonna, well, I was just going to add the other value of getting someone who is certified trained in as a podcast VA is it minimizes your risk. You're no longer spending hours training someone who might leave and then you got to do it all over again. And when I say training, I don't mean in your show. I mean, what's a podcast host, all those things. And so it, it shortens that runway and it minimizes the risk and gets you to that point faster that, that you are talking about. I love that. Okay. So how do we find a good VA? This is the question, right? And I, I think there's two questions that I want to put together here. How do we find them? And isn't it really expensive? So you guys help me. Uh, what, Kelly, why don't you take that? How do we find them? And we'll start there. Well, that was perfect for giving us the opportunity to say, go to our podcast VA directory. <laughs> um, yep. After we train and certify VAs, we do have a directory that we compile on our website where you can come as a podcaster and either browse the VAs who are there or um, kind of narrow down your search by some different search parameters and contact a VA through our website. Uh, you'll fill out a form, the form comes to me, I get you their contact information and we go from there. Aside from that though, I would say Instagram or other social media places can be a really good place to find a VA. There are um, mostly because I'm thinking Instagram, for example, can let you um, do searches now for keywords or hashtags. So you could search podcast VA. Um, and as always, word of mouth is a good way to go when you're in the right circles. So if you're in a lot of podcasting groups, asking mm -hmm. around, hopefully you'll have better luck than what Jen did. <laughs> <laughs> right. At the beginning, you mean? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. I got you. Okay. Yeah. Because. 
Uh, yeah, that's great. All right. So very good. Uh, I like that. Now, Jen, so here's the thing. This is a question I think I've been kind of avoiding, but because I, I wanted to bring it, bring it to the end. But here's the question. I, I feel having somebody do work with me, mm-hmm. let's put it that way, feels a little, it's not a role I'm used mm-hmm. to, right? It's not a role that uh, I think most people are, are used to. And uh, then paying that person feels like it might be too expensive. Mm-hmm. Is that true? Well, again, this goes back to what's your mindset on production versus growth. Because if you are looking at it as an expense, you're stuck in production mode and you're looking at it as a negative. But if you see it as an investment, you're in growth mode and you're looking at it as positive, as adding to things. So the short answer is if you want to grow your show, you have to do the things that you need to do. And that means you must have someone else come alongside at some point to offload some of that. So you can afford it and you should do it. Um, Now, you don't have to hire someone for 20 hours a week. You could hire someone and say, I need show notes for my shows. That's what I'm ready to hand off right now. And I'm not gonna tell you what that will cost because we can't price fix for one, but that's gonna depend (laughs) on your VA. They may charge hourly, they may charge by the episode. And so that's part of what you negotiate with your VA. But when you know what it is that you need help with, it makes it easier to find them and it makes it easier to decide how this fits in your your budget and how this fits in your growth strategy. Yeah, I like that a lot. So I like that reframing, by the way, of the mindset around it. So that was really good because sometimes, I mean, it's one question. Your mind has to answer every question you ask, yeah. it, right? So can I afford it? And Ryan's going to answer that. But if you ask yourself the question, can I afford not mm-hmm. to? Can I afford, can I, can I free up that space? Maybe, maybe not. Um, all right. So here's the thing. Say, say we decide to, to get a VA. We decide, we decide to do that and we start working with them. You're working it out. Yeah. Uh, are there other mistakes that people make with doing this? Have you? I'm sure you guys have seen this. Are there mistakes, expectations that aren't fair, things like that? Like, what what do you see people do that uh, that maybe we should be aware of mm-hmm. so we can avoid those? Do you you want to chime in on that, Kelly? Yeah, for sure. I think it's usually one end of the spectrum or the other. It's either you're micromanaging and you're not giving your VA the freedom to work the way that works best for them. They might, as long as the job gets done, I believe that the actual process doesn't matter. You know, if they want to work at 2 a.m., by all means, let them work at 2 a.m. There's no need for them to be on the clock between 9 and 5 because you're on the clock between 9 and 5. Um, But then the other extreme is hiring someone and expecting them to just know what to do, be able to take over without actually taking the time to work with them, train them, onboard them, and then having touch base calls, you know, every week or every month for a while until you get a good workflow established between the two of you. And that's definitely where I, where I made the mistake was I hired a VA. <laughs> I hired my sister. Yes, tell me the story. VA, I have to hear it. And now. I was just like, I don't know. Here's what I do. And I would literally literally record videos on whatever loom of exactly what I was doing. And I was like, here, do this. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it it did not go well. Thankfully, she was my sister and she was very forgiving. 
See, she hired her okay. sister. <laughs> I did. That's just, that's how it works, right? Because you're like, oh, maybe somebody will, which let's be honest, that can get dicey, right? Yeah. It, like, I, I hope, hopefully you guys still have a good relationship. Money between families oh. is a bad idea, in my opinion. So, okay. So that's interesting. Are there any other mistakes that people make? So I, what I hear you saying is communication, like not communicating well, not knowing, not having a process, yep. having some ideas of, of what you do, um, which is really just as simple as sitting down and going, okay, how, what do I actually do in this and making the steps and, and um, asking. Now, hopefully a trained VA already knows what to do, right? For, for some of those things, you know, I can't eat show notes. I need this. I, I like this. Yeah. Or at um, least they're going to know the right? right questions to ask so that you can establish exactly what it is that you need them to do and what you're going to do. Um, because now they have that framework. I love that. Yeah, that's really good. Okay. All right. So then on the opposite side, I guess here's one. So we learned about communication. There's mistakes people make. What are the best practices for working with a, a VA besides communication and, and that is there, are there other good systems that we should think about? I think, so. I think always, start with a trial period because that gives you both the opportunity to decide if it's a good fit because you don't want to fire someone and you don't want someone to just quit on you. This gives you a, an opportunity to make sure it, it works. Um, and then always have a contract. Uh, the contract outlines expectations. It outlines um, compensation and it should outline, it should be like for a year. Once you've gone past that trial, you can extend it to, the, to a year but that also gives you opportunities for renewal, not only to extend it another year, but to revisit the task, to revisit compensation, um, and really determine what, where is this going? You may start with a VA who you have a contract with for six months, let's say, to do show notes. And in six months, things have grown and you're like, hey, could we add social media? What would that look like? So have a contract um, and then respect each other's time one of the things we teach our VAs, and this is hard for a lot of podcasters, is to have some clear deadlines and due dates. We don't think it's reasonable on either side that you should be working, you know, if it's going to be dropping at midnight on Monday, that they should be getting information at 10 o'clock on Monday. You know, have some good deadlines and respect that for each other so that these things start to work and they flow the way that they should. I like that. Yeah. So good deadlines, which means you have to hold yourself to deadlines, right? But when you're working with I'm someone, not that. they can say, Hey, I don't have this. And it'll just take that first time where you go, they say, I'm sorry, Eric, you did not get it to me in time. Therefore your show is late and you won't do it again. <laughs> uh, you underestimate me, Jen. You underestimate me. You need to talk to Amy. <laughs> that's, that's not funny. exactly right. But but okay. Yeah. yeah I, I like that idea. So <laughs> generally, yeah, you might, I have consequences. They mean nothing to me. It's fine. Uh, but I, I like that. That's really good. Okay. So there are some best practices. What about, um, I'm curious to ask you about uh, software too. Like mm -hmm. I know you guys are fan of, fans of ClickUp and mm -hmm. like, is that a thing that, that uh, would be worth investing in as well? We, um, we like ClickUp very much because it's scalable. So you can start with a small, you can, end up with a team of a hundred, you know, and it's, it's something that you can scale. We're actually working with someone on a podcasting template that works with uh, ClickUp so that it's got everything in there. Um, but whatever you do, 
you need to have a clear communications. And that's the other thing we do like about ClickUp. So you could use Asana, you could use Trello, you could use whatever works for you and that your VA knows, but you need something that outlines the process so it's repeatable somewhere that you can communicate, put your files uh, and, and have that ability so it's not, oh wait, was that in a text? Was that in an email? Was it in Messenger? It's there. It's housed there mm. for both of you. And you can have those deadlines and you can see who's done what. Um, so just a good workflow tool so that you are both staying on top of what needs to happen. And the work is now it's flowing. I love that. Okay. That's really good. All right. So you guys can be found at podcastvaassociation.com and people, people can go there, check it out. What are they going to find there? And what should they, what would you encourage them to look for? Kelly, why don't you tell us what they're going to find? There? Um, let's see for podcasters. You'll find two key things. Um, the first is our directory. So you can look and search for your perfect fit virtual assistant. The other thing is a show notes template. Um, we put together a template for writing high quality show notes and, um, you can download that and fill in your information. And so that you have this nice repeatable process for making sure you get the right information into your show notes every single time. I love that. All right. So podcast VA association. Also, you guys have a great logo. I think that's super cool. I like that a lot. Um, very good friends. You guys can go there and you should check, uh, check it out. Uh, Kelly and Jen, thanks for being here. Is there anything like you want to just leave us with any, like one piece of encouragement that you want to, just leave us with as we finish up here. I just want to say podcasting does not have to be a solo endeavor. There are people, it can be a community, which we know through groups like this. So don't try to do it all yourself. Grow together because when one person does well, everyone does well in that, in that ecosystem. So, um, so view it as a team and not a solo endeavor. I love that. Thanks for being here, ladies. Thank you. Thanks.